0: HAPPY BIRTHDAY. While not the intended effect, the outcome was surprisingly satisfying. Her spell worked, and better than anticipated. Instead of just hypnotizing the wood-nymphs, her spell confined them all into individual glowing orbs. Delphina opened her sack and gathered the spheres. Her arthritic, wrinkled fingers plucked one from the air, one off the ground, and a few from the hole in the huge oak tree where she had waited patiently for them to appear. She placed each orb gently into her sack. It wouldn't do any good to add insult upon injury if she was to get what she wanted from them. She counted five in all. Hopefully it would be enough to make it back home. Delphina squinted, and her eyes were at once lost in the sea of wrinkles that covered her face. She peered through the folded mounds of skin as she scanned the area around the tree to make sure she hadn't missed any of the nymphs. Satisfied, her gnarled fingers worked the binding of willow silver on top of the bag. She had carefully chosen each shimmering green-tinted strand, just in case the spell should wear off before she arrived home. Hope Woods, one hopes to get out alive, was no place to be at night, or even during daylight hours for that matter, but it was a risk well worth it now that she had the wood-nymphs. She had used spells to get this far into the woods, but knew the forces within the tangled web of trees would not be as forgiving as she tried to get out. Delphina tightened her grip on the sack, ignoring the muffled diatribe coming from within, and started on her way back home. She stood as tall as her worn back would allow, and pushed her way through the labyrinth of branches with her one free hand. The long arms of the trees grabbed her and tried to rip the sack from her grip. Vines tangled themselves around her feet, and leaves clung to her, their weight becoming oppressive until she could no longer move forward. She untied the willow silver on her sack, reached inside, and pulled out an orb. The nymph looked at her through the glowing sphere, smiled, and nodded. Delphina sprinkled a bit of oak dust from a pouch within her sleeve over the orb, and the nymph was set free. Instantly, the branches, vines, and leaves fell back, and the path became clear. Delphina thanked the nymph and pressed forward. Soon she came to the circle of rolling rocks. She tentatively stepped on the first tiny pebble, and it stuck to her foot like a magnet rolling her along into the circle, the mound of spinning stones sticking to her shoes and carrying her into their band of constant movement. The smaller stones pulled her along their circular path, and she watched in amazement as the larger rocks layered themselves. Once they reached a height of about six inches, they rolled toward her as one form and spun over her feet in an attempt to catch her thin ankles in their stony grip. She reached in her sack and set free another orb. The nymph looked at her and shook her head, and Delfina placed her gently back into the sack and retrieved another sphere. This time the nymph smiled when she saw the stones. Delfina sprinkled her oak dust, and the nymph was set free. Instantly, the rocks froze in place, and Delfina was able to cross the circle without a fight. She continued uninterrupted on her journey home until she reached Bone Creek Crossing. She stepped on to the old femur bone that sat in the middle of the creek. Delfina watched the phalanges scroll beneath her and took a giant step to cross over. Her foot slipped on a small patch of moss on the creek's edge. She grasped the bag tighter with both hands, but that didn't let her use her arms for balance, and she stumbled backward, both her feet splashing into the water and spraying icy wetness up and under her ankle-length skirt. The bones in the water tugged at her skirt as she scrambled up the creek's edge onto dry land. Insults emanated from the sack, and she gave it a gentle shake, and the nymphs quieted. She stood at the water's edge, wringing her skirt and shaking off the last of the clinging flanges. She hesitated near the creek a bit too long, and the shadows blanketed her. She could feel their warmth calling to her bones to take a break, relax, enjoy the soothing lull of the flowing water, if only for a moment. She shuddered, her goose flesh shaking loose the t- sleepy visions and started walking. She walked for what felt like an hour before she arrived at the edge of the creek again. The comforting song of the rushing water rang in her ears. Her eyes closed and her head filled with visions of a warm hearth and soft pillows. She opened her eyes when she felt the wetness on her feet and saw that she was again standing in the creek, the phalanges pulling at her skirt and pulling her down. She shook her head to clear the visions and once again reached into her sack. The nymph smiled as Delphina sprinkled the oak dust, and once the nymph was set free, so was Delphina. The phalanges fell from her clothing, and the lullaby stopped playing in her ears. She rushed through the water to its edge and climbed up the bank as fast as her ailing legs would allow. She made her way back to the path, her steps growing steadier the further she traveled from the creek. She was still determined to arrive home before nightfall. She knew her final obstacle before she reached her small cabin would be Serpent Trail. She just hoped she would only need one of the two remaining nymphs to get beyond it. The path snaked before her, and she decided to tempt fate and try to travel down as far as she could without the aid of a nymph. The trail was only wide enough for her tiny feet. With each step, the pathway wiggled in another direction beneath her, and she had to sidestep to remain on the path. She thought she was almost to the end when she heard the hissing. She looked behind her and saw the path whipping back and forth. She faced forward and saw the path rise before her, the dirt forming the shape of a serpent head, its red glowing eyes formed from stones picked up from the path. Without hesitating, Delphina untied the willow silver and pulled one of the two remaining orbs from her sack. The nymph saw the serpent and pressed herself against the inside of the spear and shook her head. Delphina replaced the nymph into the sack and pulled out the last orb. The nymph laughed when she saw the trail writhing beneath Delphina's feet. A sprinkle of oak dust, and the nymph was set free. The woods instantly filled with the sweet voice of the nymph, her song entrancing the serpent and making it abide by her wishes. The trail ceased writhing and flattened back against the earth. Delphina took a cautious step forward. The path remained still, and so she walked as fast as she could to the trail's end. When she turned to thank the nymph, she saw that the nymph was already in flight. The serpent had reappeared, and it was rearing back to strike as Delphina rushed further away from the trail's end and out of biting range. With her last remaining orb, Delphina made her way to her cabin. She flung open her door, stepped inside, and collapsed onto her chair near the fireplace, the sack settling on the floor at her side. She took a few deep breaths, then reached into the sack and pulled out the final glowing spear. The orb flickered and then disappeared, leaving the nymph sitting in the palm of Delfina's hand. "'It's my birthday,' she told the nymph in her dry, crackling voice. The nymph simply nodded her knowledge of the fact. Delfina knew her wishes for assistance in getting out of Hope Woods would not have been granted if it were not her birthday. "'I have one final wish,' she said. Again the nymph nodded. Delfina had a feeling that she already knew what was going to be asked of her as well. The nymph simply smiled and waited for Delphina to recite her final wish. "'I wish he would return for my birthday, and it could be as before,' she said. The nymph nodded one final time before raising her voice in a love song that filled the cabin and Delphina's heart. Delphina closed her eyes and pictured herself in her younger days, her lover holding her in his strong embrace. A knock on the door interrupted her fantasies. She eased herself from her chair, noticing the nymph was nowhere to be found. She walked to the door, her legs moving with an ease she hadn't felt in years. The knock came again before she opened it. He stood there, his pressed uniform fitting perfectly, his smile wide at seeing her once again. "'Your birthday wish again, my love?' he asked as he took her smooth hands in his and led her back into the cabin. "'Of course,' she said as she allowed herself to be pulled inside. He touched her smooth skin and smiled at her beauty. She simply leaned into his arms, absorbing his warmth, soaking his love deep into her heart. He eased himself into her chair by the hearth, then pulled her gently onto his lap. She lay her head on his shoulder and nuzzled against his neck. This was surely how heaven must feel, she thought. Their evening was spent reminiscing and holding one another. They retired early to her bedroom. When Delphina awoke the next morning, all physical traces of her lover were gone. His lingering scent in her home was the only proof that he had ever been. She busied herself then, pulling out old books of enchantments and researching their secrets. She had another year to discover new spells that would get her into Hope Woods, and she had one year to find a new way to capture the wood nymphs, for time had taught her that they would not be hypnotized by the same spell two years in a row.